Hello and welcome. I know, I know. It's good to see you too. So HBO Max is finally going to be live on Roku today. For those of you listening live on the 17th of December 2020, as the two sides have finally reached an agreement, Facebook launched a PR campaign attacking Apple over its planned privacy changes to the iOS 14. Good news from Pinterest, though they said they are going to adopt the recommendation aimed at improving diversity, equity, and inclusion at the company. And a Chinese Starbucks competitor, the Luckin Coffee, is going to pay the SEC $180 million to settle an accounting probe. What, there was an accounting probe? There's a problem? Uh, You know what? Why don't we just pay you the $180 million and we'll be done with it? Oh, okay, let's do that. And the vaccine for COVID-19 rollout is on the move. I watched the beginning of the rollout here in the U.S. from my hospital room, which in itself was really strange. And it was very interesting how it was portrayed. More on that, along with my illness and hospital stay, in a moment. It's good to be back. Good to see you. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Let me talk to you a little bit about Relief Factor. It's crafted to help your body reduce pain associated with aging, exercise, and everyday living. Now, I don't know if you knew this or not, but your brains are designed to remember pain inaccurately, which is a good thing. It's kind of the biological defense mechanism that allows us to live our lives a little bit better. It helps mothers be willing to go on, uh, you know, do childbirth more than once keeps you from remembering the agonizing pain at the time that you fell out of the tree and broke your leg, you know, that kind of thing. And the best thing about pain, you know, other than, I guess, learning from it is when it goes away. But for many of us, it doesn't go away. For some of us, pain is a daily thing, a constant reminder that life can be hard. So if you're suffering from chronic pain, what price are you going to put on making that pain go away? What price are you going to put on making it go away for a loved one? How about 19.95 for a three-week quick start from Relief Factor? Of people who order Relief Factor, 70% of those people go on to order more. It's designed by doctors. It's not a drug. Relief Factor could help you get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. It targets the underlying problem areas from four different metabolic pathways to alleviate pain at the source. It's based on 15 years of clinical practice, four key ingredients that each help your body's fight against inflammation, supports healthy response to inflammation, and decreases discomfort. comes in little convenient individual packets, and supports healthy joints and muscles. 1995 will get you a three-week quick start to relieffactor.com. Three-week quick start, 1995. All you have to do, go to relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Get your life back without that everyday pain. Relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. I gave you the number 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com okay here we go (laughs) so last friday evening i started feeling really weird it was hard to take a deep breath 
I had a lot of pain, uh, you know, in my chest area. And of course that, you know, is concerning because of the heart event a couple of years ago. So, you know, I kind of was a little strange feeling. And then by Saturday it was a lot worse and breathing. I could shallow breaths. Anytime I tried to take a deep breath, it really hurt. And my wife is like, are you okay? I said, yeah, it'll go away. I feel fine. So, you know, she left me be. And then by Sunday, <laughs> it'll go away. Uh, she didn't believe me then. And she, by the, by Sunday afternoon, uh, you know, she had some work to do with, uh, you know, a couple event things. So I was like, just, I'm fine. It'll go away. It's, I can't breathe, but what the hell? Just, you know, finish what work you have to do. And then, uh, you know, we'll see if it hasn't gone away. And by afternoon, she's like, no, uh, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I either take you to the hospital now or uh, we call an ambulance and they take you to the hospital. But you're going to go to the hospital. So, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> I waited it out till like Sunday evening, right? Till late Sunday afternoon. Uh, Sunday evening so off to the ER we go and it's cold and it's windy and it's just I don't want to go to the ER and they barely they barely let you onto the hospital property without a mask I mean I think I don't know that this to be true but I think hospitals have snipers on the roof now and if you pull onto the property without a mask they shoot you dead and they just pull the car away and nobody even knows you existed so you walk in, I had my mask on. I had my N95 mask. I, mean, I, ha- I have N95 masks that I wear as needed. I have the other bougie mask and we have other masks that, uh, you know, my wife has made and those are nice. But with, I've go someplace like this, I wear the N95s. I know. Don't look at me like that. It's just the way it is. And so I, I walk into the, and the ER, you, you don't walk into the ER anymore. What you do is they have the double door where you go into the first set of doors and that's where they stop you. Okay. So never mind that it's blowing and windy and cold out. That's where you're stopping. So if anybody else comes in or goes out, the door is open, it's blowing, it's windy, then it doesn't matter. And you're not getting in. That's as far as you're going. Or they shoot you dead. And uh, so they stop you there. And they won't let you in with your mask. So I walk in with my mask and the guy goes, oh, you got to put on one of these masks. And I'm like, well, I have my N95 mask on. That's what I'm so I'm wearing it. It doesn't matter. Pair this mask on. Okay, but my mask is better than that mask. Doesn't matter. You wear that mask. You can put it over yours or under yours or whatever you want. But that mask is going on because you can't come into the hospital without that mask on. So I put the mask on, and uh, my wife is, goes to park the car. She's going to come up into the. She dropped me off in the you know at the drop off, and she's going to go park, come in. And as I'm as the guy's talking to me. He's saying, you know, you're here for the ER. No, I just thought I'd stop in for a visit, you know. And he's like, well, you got to go to those. They have the computer screen off to the right uh, where I have to sign in. And then they come and uh, get you and take you back. So as I'm, you know, just taking a couple of steps over the computer screen, a couple walks in behind me. The lady is hunched over, coughing struggling to move the guy is almost dragging her into the into the er and 
He says, have you been around COVID? He goes, yeah, uh, we've been around COVID. Uh, I think this is COVID. Uh, I, I, t- I tested negative, but we were, we were around COVID, and I'm pretty sure she's got And the guy's, well, you got to fill out this information, and you can just take her over there and sit her down. And, and I'm like, why, do I, why, am I, why am I in the same area? I mean, let's get rid of this person now. Right? I want this person separated from all other humans. But okay. So I start filling in my thing to sign in. And, uh, you know, they're standing behind me. She's all hunched over, hawking and coughing. And I, I, I finish up signing in and I'm looking at it to make sure it's all done. And the guy, the hospital guy is, is kind of watching me and he says, yep, that's it. You're done. You're good to go. And the guy behind me holding the hunched over COVID lady with his negative COVID test that he claims he had, uh, says, uh, uh yeah, we need to sign in right now. It's kind of an emergency. And I look at it, I'm like, dude, that's why we're all here. It's an emergency room. Well, uh, okay, thank you. Just get out of the way. I just wanted to stand there for another hour. I just wanted to stand there for another hour. I really did. It made me so angry. So I walk around. You know. <laughs> that's when my wife walked in. I go, do not stand. We'll keep walking. Walk back into that far corner, man. Do not even look at these people. And, uh, you know, she's got her mask on, which then, you know, they make her put on her mask, but she puts, you know, she can't wear that mask really. So she put that mask over her mask. So it's just dumb. And, uh, but she put it on. It's fine. You know, over the rules. I don't want her to get shot dead. And so we're standing way back, you know, way back. And I finally just sit down. I'm there up there signing in and she's coughing. And pretty soon, not long, uh, the nurse came out with the wheelchair and, you know, wheels, wheels us back. Um, wheels me back. They won't let my wife go. Okay, they won't let my wife go until uh, everything checks out in the ER room. Then she can come back. So I, 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 there was no point of her even coming in, really. Uh, I, and I love her for it, but there was no point of her coming in. So she goes back out to the car and you know waits for my call, which comes I don't know how long later. But uh, I go in and um, you know. Tell them what's going on. Breathing, the chest hurts. So, it's, you know, they've got, you know, they. I think it's a heart thing, all right? Because uh, I think it's uh, related to my heart event. And, uh, you know, I think I've got water, excess water around my heart and in my lungs. And that's what I think is causing this. I'm not a doctor. I don't even get a fake one like Jill Biden. I just, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on radio and TV and podcast, but I don't think that it is right. I'm, I'm like, this isn't COVID. All right. It's something I, I, I think it's something to do with water around my heart and in my lungs, but it's not COVID. I know it's, I, I know it's not COVID. I haven't been around anyone that's tested positive. I haven't been with contact in the, in the contact tracing world. I understand what being in that area is and, I have not been around any of that. And the people that I live with do not have any symptoms. And the two people that I live with have tested negative in the last week because they had surgeries. So I'm good. I know it's not COVID, but of course we got to get tested. So I got the, the PCR and that's where they just scrub. That's a, that's a little one. doesn't go all the way back. That's just a little one. They give you this whip and off it goes and you wait for the positive or negative. And as soon as that get, comes back negative, then my wife can come in. Comes back negative. My wife can come in. So now they're thinking that is, uh, 
you know, it is something with my heart. Now they're testing me. Everyone in the ER really was great. I mean, the nurses were great. The uh, EMT kind of head nurse guy that was kind of running everything in the ER, he was awesome. And he, you know, they tested me and he, I did not have a heart event. I mean, EKG and everything, it wasn't a heart event. So uh, that was good news. So it could, still could be uh, congestive with, you know, water because I, I ha- that was diagnosed as part of the heart event. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's because that's what I think it is. So it still could be that, but I didn't have a heart event surrounding that, which was good news. And so then they, you know, they're drawing blood and they're testing and they still think it's a heart. Everyone thinks it's, that's what it is. Right? And so they, I mean, as soon as the COVID test comes back negative, then everyone is like, oh, you, you, were, you were right. It's not COVID. Oh, okay. Oh, you came back. Yeah, I know. I know it's not COVID. Okay. What we're treating me for is the lung thing. Okay. And so, uh, the lung and the heart thing, that's what we're here for. And so the one doc comes in and talks to me and says, well, you know, if this is a heart thing or anything, we're going to keep you, we're going to keep you. Oh no, just give me, let, dip me in some antibiotics, you know, stick a hose down my throat and drain out the water. If there's excess water, let me go home. Now we're going to keep you. So then we got to wait to get a room. And so they've got to test everything. And that's when we started talking. This one nurse, she was great, but she was telling us that uh, how serious it was and how mad her husband gets at her because she doesn't allow anybody in the house and she doesn't go shopping anymore. And she just had a baby and he wants family there to help with the baby, but they're not doing it because she works in the hospital and, you know, that's her safe zone. It's where she can travel from the hospital to home and she doesn't want to infect anyone and she doesn't want to get infected, that kind of thing. Right? And she talked to us for a long time. She was really, she was really nice and she really believes that how uh, you know dangerous COVID is. I get it, where she works, right, what she does. But she talked to us for a long time and I thought that was really strange. You know, I mean, I, I, I really, I enjoyed talking to her and she was waiting there for us, but I thought, I wonder, you know, I don't know why it was that she talked to us. Then I realized... <laughs> The main nurse was really busy that night. So this nurse and another nurse were just helping out and her name was not on our board. So she was talking to us, but really what she was doing is just hiding out. She was hiding out. She didn't want to, she she was just hiding out because she, what they, her name wasn't on our board. So she wasn't, had nothing to do with us technically. So if people were looking for her, they were looking for her in other rooms. So when she went out of our room, then it was like, oh, there she is. <laughs> so it was a good move on her part. Good move on her part. And then, you know, off we go to the, finally, finally we get us up into a, up into a room. And in this hospital, the same floor over there on that half of the floor is the COVID rooms. And where I stay is the non-COVID rooms. It's interesting that hospitals are portrayed as overflowing now with COVID patients when in fact I got right in as a non-COVID patient. Huh. Really, really strange that that would happen like that. Isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. So, 
I'm in the hospital room. There we go. And I'm looking to, you know, fine, I'll be there today. Let me get out of here. Test me. Do whatever you want to do. Let me get out of here. And so I got to say, I see the heart doc and I see the kidney doc and I see the lung doc and I see, I got to tell you about the infectious disease doc. He was awesome. They were all really good. They, they were all great doctors. The nurses were fantastic. Um, they, they really were really nice people, but, uh, they did all the tests and I must, they must've taken, I don't know, 18 liters or gallons of blood from me. Uh, they took separate blood cultures for separate infections and that takes two days. Oh, and I had to fight over. They wanted to make sure that, I mean, they wanted it to be COVID. They couldn't believe it wasn't COVID. So I've got to take another COVID test. And I fought that was like, I already tested negative. What are you talking about? It's not COVID, but they, so then, so then the nurse comes in, gives me another COVID test, but she gives me another PCR test. She leaves and another nurse comes in with all the, you know, she's covered up from head to toe with the, with the, the proper dressings and the masks and the, the, the plastic coating over her clothes. And she has to give me the brain swab COVID test. I mean, that's got to go back into my brain. Yeah. We're not doing the other PCR. Yeah. The nurse read that wrong. So we're going to, we got to, we got to stick you with the, with the, all the way back. Oh. And it wasn't as bad as I thought. She did a great job. She went all the way back without, you know, Browned it into my brain. She did, did a great job, but it goes all the way back, man. And it, you know, it's <laughs> it's in the middle of if you've got a brain, and I did not realize I had one, but if you've got one, it goes all the way back, man. And they they are they are swabbing your brain. And I thought for sure, since I hadn't really rinsed out my nose or anything, and I'd been there by that time, uh, by the second COVID test, I'd been there for two days. And I thought, oh man, I didn't rinse out my nose or anything. And, you know, I've been breathing, you know, COVID air in this hospital. I mean, they want it to be positive. It's going to be positive, but it comes back negative. Uh, But that made me stay another day because they took it in the afternoon and they said, well, it takes uh, six to eight hours uh, possible for to get the test back. And I was like, well, there's no way I'm getting out today then. Oh, it's going to be another day. So I, it's going to be another day. But I get it back like in about five hours. A guy came in to give me another big test and he was looking at the computer and he goes, oh, your test just came back. Uh, negative. Nice. So uh, then they gave me a flu test. Negative. So I, mean, it, I knew I wa- it wasn't that. I knew it. But okay. I know they have to do their tests. I get it. And they gave me... Uh, they gave, the infectious disease guy, I mean, they gave me blood culture tests. And the blood culture test takes two days. That I knew that I wasn't going to get outside. You're not going to make me wait until those come back, are you? <laughs> not another two days. And what they did was the cultures, uh, you know, they have to take those from separate veins and separate, everything gets cleaned. And they, I mean, because the cultures could, you could, you could get false positives from the cultures. And so in 24 hours, it shows whether the cultures are starting to grow or not. And we found out that they weren't starting to grow in 24 hours, which usually means that it's not going to start growing. And so you don't have those particular infections, which is good news. So they were willing to say, yeah, okay, you're going to be, you're going to be negative with that. And all the other stuff came back. The heart doc called the second one one of the afternoons and she calls me and says hey this is the dog and the heart dog and uh she talked to me for a long time but her basic call was it ain't your heart 
we we I checked everything. You know, it's not your heart. Your heart is uh, you know, it's not perfect. And there's this little thing and this little thing, and you've got a kidney little thing that's happening, but there's no water around your heart. There's no water in your lungs. It's not your heart. It's a lung thing. Uh, hello. That's what I said. But, um, okay, I got it. So, um, <laughs> so all the heart people go away, and now I got the lung, the lungers coming in. And I got the infectious disease doctor. The infectious disease guy was awesome because he, you know, I mean, he's facing big stuff. I know it. I know he's facing all, you know, he's COVID and everything else. And he comes in, he talks to me and he walks in and he looks at me and he asked me a couple of questions. And after the couple of questions, he realizes, you know, I don't have Ebola. I don't have some bug infection from Southeast Asia. It's just a lung thing. And he's done with me then. <laughs> he's going to go down the list of questions that he has to ask to get paid, but he's done with me. He's backing out of the room as he's asking me these questions. He's ready to go. And as he's starting to get to the end of his questions, his phone rings. So he pick, takes his phone out of his pocket and he answers it. He asked me two more questions. He doesn't even, I don't, I don't know that he heard my answers. He's out the door. He's gone. So he didn't even, I, you don't have Ebola. You don't have some massive disease from somewhere else. I'm out. And uh, it was really, it was really funny for me. You know, I mean, I appreciate him coming in, but it was really funny for me. And so then as I'm talking to one lung doc who wants me to get, she's the one that wanted me to get the second COVID test. And I'm like, come on, I already tested negative. And she's, well, look, there's false negatives, but we don't get any false positives. So, cause I, cause I said, if I get a positive test, I'm either going to stab somebody in the heart or you're going to test me again. <laughs> Because I don't believe it. And that's where she said, well, we don't get false positives. And I was like, huh, that's interesting, isn't it? You you don't get false positives. And I was trying to think ahead. I heard that before. But really what that is. And, I, and then I said, okay, fine, no problem. You know, I'm not going to argue with you. But really what that is, is the reason they don't get false positives is because if you test positive, that's it. You're positive. So they're not going to give you another test right then. To say that that's a false positive, they'll test you in 24 hours or how many ever hours they have between tests, and that may come back negative. But they still have that positive test in there, so they don't count that as a false positive. Really strange. I mean, that's you know that's for the numbers. But they also, I found out, I wanted to know my numbers. I wanted to know we did the stories about uh, being uh, contagious and how those uh, threshold numbers were you know the large one i want to get those reports they don't give those all they tell you is positive and negative i'm guessing they send those numbers to the cdc those threshold numbers but they don't put them in the reports that i saw and that they released to my doctors and that they released to the nurses in the system they don't release those my doc can't even get them because all he gets is what they release in the system from the hospital I was like, isn't that interesting? Huh. That is interesting. Don't let me see the numbers for that. That's something I want to see. So anyway, they don't do that. So, you know, now it's an infection and it's infection in my lungs and they're ready to, you know, turn me loose. And it's called, uh, they, they, they really don't know what it is yet. Uh, they believe that it's this pleurisy, which is, you know, it's like, Two large, thin layers of tissue that separates your lungs from your chest wall becomes inflamed. 
and it's sharp chest pain and worsens during breathing. Well, yeah, that's what I have. So I'm, we're guessing that it's this thing called pleurisy. And so I'm on all new medicines and antibiotics and they, you know, liquefied antibiotics in me while I was at the hospital, two giant, you know, doses of some giant antibiotic and they're giving me other stuff for the heart just to be safe. And, you know, they, they were all great. I got it. And I'm feeling much, much better. Still have some issues, deep breathing and pain in one direction over here and stuff like that. But it's, it's better, a lot better. The time in the hospital was incredible. All right, so incredible. I mean, I, I watched, I was watching, the very first day is when the uh, vaccine was rolling out, right? So I was watching Fox News. I was watching MSNBC. I was watching CNN. And I was watching, and I, I was so angry because Fox News was covering it and they were covering it as a miracle. They were covering it all. They covered everything. They covered the shots, the first lady in New York, the rollout, the whole thing. And MSNBC and CNN, I flip over there, and they had the scroll along the bottom. Well, first, uh, COVID vaccine uh, rolls out, but the stories they were all doing were all, you know, death and COVID deaths and how bad the disease is and how the pandemic, the pandemic, and along the bottom, COVID COVID 19 vaccine rolls out for his patient kids. It was just amazing to me. And one nurse came in and I was like, I can't believe how they're covering this. So I'm watching this, and Fox News is you know, reporting. It's a great miracle and everything. And she goes, Fox News is saying that it's a miracle? That doesn't sound like Fox News. And that's when I stopped. I didn't want to get into any kind of argument about it. I was like, yep, that's the way they're reporting it. And then I switched the TV to Hallmark Channel and left it on the Hallmark Channel the rest of the time. So I didn't have to, I didn't want to, I'll look on my phone. I have my phone. I have my charger. I can get all my news from there. Uh, the TV was Hallmark Channel. I didn't have the volume on. I just had the I just had the deaf people words on. You know the <laughs> I just had the I just had the the deaf people words come up. That's all. I just watched that's what I put it on. I didn't want to hear it. The nurses would come in, they'd look up at the screen, it was a Hallmark channel, everything was fine. Okay, good. And I I was done with them. I was I'm not gonna I don't want to fight with them. They were all doing a great job for me. I don't care whether you like Fox News or Donald Trump or Joe Biden. And I don't want to know. Okay, just you and I will have fun over this as much as we can and we'll be good, okay? And so that's that's where we're at. Now, I have a couple of things that happened in the hospital that I want to know about. I want to know why in 2020 we don't have hospital beds with USB outlets in them. That's the dumbest thing. We've This, this hospital I went to is a new hospital. All right, it's been it was been built in the last well few years, okay. So in the last within the last five years and maybe two, something like that. But it's a new hospital. How can you have a new hospital even in the walls, let alone the beds, not have a USB outlet? It doesn't make any sense to me. Now this is the same hospital that I was in when I had my heart event, and that's why we went there because my wife was like, "They saved your life. We're going to that hospital." She was right. I know it's a surprise. And <laughs> but they didn't have the moving bed in this room. I don't know if they got rid of them, thanks to me. If they got rid of those moving beds, thanks to me, you people that don't have to put up with the moving bed, you're welcome. You're welcome. Man, because I didn't spend a lot of time in the bed anyway. I just sit in the chair. I don't want to. I, I can't do the bed thing. But 
it wasn't the every 10 seconds trying to move your legs around not getting comfortable and if you want you know i tell that story in my in my heart event story but they've they you know they have the air bed so that you know you don't get bed sores and every time every 10 seconds and they didn't have that and most of the nurses working there were new nurses and and working uh, you know, for other companies, so they weren't aware of it. And I stopped asking because they had no idea. And I also have an issue with Hallmark Channel. Now we know Lori Laughlin got the boot from the Hallmark Channel as soon as she went into Operation Varsity Blues, right? We know that. And they have some new movies out, but they have some new movies with that Candace Cameron Burr, who was worked with Lori in uh, Fuller House, but she kind of looks like Lori. And she's in a couple of those new movies. And I thought when I first, you know, it's like in the middle of the night, I'm half asleep and, you know, I've got the, I've got the deaf people words up. And uh, I'm like, are they letting Lori Laughlin movies on? Did they let her back in? Did they sneak her back into the Hallmark Channel? And no, it's her. It's Candace Cameron Burr. So, I mean, they're still a little, a little tricky. A little tricky over there at Hallmark Channel. They kick, they kick Candace out, but uh, <laughs> I mean, they kicked Lori out, but they brought Candace in and snuck her in a little bit. <laughs> and it was the it was the Christmas Town movie that caught me off guard. I thought that was for sure that that was her. Okay, so anyway, thank you, thank you all for your emails your texts, your Instagrams, your tweets, your Facebooks, your parlors, all of it. Thank you. I love you. I really appreciate it. Your prayers, your thoughts, they were all felt. They worked. Hello. I mean, I thank you so much. I appreciate it. So there you have it. All right, let's go to the break room. I desperately need something cold to drink. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so good. Okay, we've heard for years that it's important to have a diversified portfolio, right? Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that kind of thing. But if you've ever looked at a breakdown of some of the most successful portfolios, you typically see a diversified set of real estate. So why isn't it one of the first asset classes you consider when you're looking to diversify? Well, I mean, it's simple because it hasn't been available to investors like you and me until now. But thanks to Fundrise, F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E, it is. They make it easy for all investors to diversify by building you a portfolio of institutional quality real estate investments. So whether you're just starting to invest in real estate or looking to add more, our friends at Fundrise have got you covered. Here's how. Fundrise is an investing platform that makes investing in high-quality, high-potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock or mutual fund. Whether you're looking to add a stable cash flow via dividends or prefer the long-term growth through appreciation, Fundrise has you covered. To date, Fundrise manages more than a billion dollars in assets for 
130,000 plus investors since 2014. The Fundrise platform has averaged 8.7 to 12.4% annual returns, and investors have earned more than 79 million in dividends alone. Fundrise's team of real estate professionals carefully vets and actively manages all of their real estate projects. And with their easy-to-use website, you can track your portfolio's performance and watch as properties across the country are acquired, improved on, and operated via asset asset updates. So start building your better portfolio today. Get started at fundrise.com slash Jeff. Have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived fundrise.com slash jeff get your first 90 days of advisory fees waived f-u-n-d-r-i-s-e dot com slash j-e-f-f get those first 90 days of advisory fees waived fundrise.com slash jeff oh i mean there are so many things i want to talk to you about i I, tomorrow will be headline Friday. I'm just going to go through, I think, my phone of, of stories that I sent to myself laying <laughs> sitting in that damn hospital room, just sending links to myself. I have stories that I had stashed from the weekend, let alone what I found over the week. I mean, it's just I have so many things I want to talk to you about that are, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. we got to talk about Tom Cruise and the Mission Impossible 7 uh, shooting issue. And we listened to Tom. It was I don't know. They're calling him, you know, Karen Cruz now. I say no. I'm on Tom's side. I am on Tom Cruise's side. I know I know the stories about Tom Cruise, but I'm on his side. And we'll get into that in just a second. But first, let me remind you to subscribe to this podcast, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, you, my friend, are not living a full life. And it's about time you get your full life living. And to do that, subscribe to this podcast, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Now, it's available on a plethora of platforms like iTunes, iHeartRadio. There's a whole bunch more. You know, like I said, there's a plethora of them. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, Stitcher, Spotify, shut up. And there's all, I mean, just get one. Just choose one and subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay? Don't worry about the YouTube page join the fat with jeff fisher don't worry about twitter at jeffy jfr don't worry about facebook instagram or parlor jeff fisher radio just subscribe to chewing the fat with jeff fisher okay there you go there you go all right let's talk about tom cruise so he goes off on a rant about his crew not facing uh not covering the you know COVID protocols. Now we've all heard the audio already, and where he's hollering, where we are the gold standard. They're making movies right now because of us. Uh, I'm on the phone every f and night with the studio, insurance companies, producers. They're looking at us, using us to make their movies. We're creating thousands of jobs. UMFers, I don't want to see it again. I don't care if these people. Apparently, the inside story was is that they were wearing masks. They just weren't the. Uh, spacing out six feet so they weren't doing what they were told to do this is i'm on tom cruise's side i i I, this is not karen karen cruise i'm sorry the guy is making this multi-million dollar movie and you bought into the deal you're supposed to follow the protocols and uh, apparently people have quit now because of it good 
Have a nice day. Remember, we did stories earlier about the people that were making uh, TV shows, and we felt like we were in prison. We had to stay on this within this certain closed set, and we couldn't go out and do things. That's your deal. Sorry, you had to work for a little bit. I, I just pisses me off. These people are they're making money. They're out there working, and they're pissed that the guy who's the front man of this is. I, is mad at him for breaking protocols. I mean, it's I'm on Tom Cruise's side 100%. And if you can't handle it, then quit. Have a nice freaking day. Go work at a grocery store. Oh, wait, they're probably not hiring and closed. Good luck. God bless. And apparently, Cruise has even paid for a ship that they're staying on so that they stay quarantined with the movie set people. The guy is all in on this. There's no wonder he's pissed. He's under a lot of pressure. And movies have shut down already. And I believe they shut down some filming once before for the Mission Impossible in Italy. Right? So now this is in London. And London is on another big lockdown. And they're letting they're letting crews still shoot. I don't know if they're letting anybody else shoot. There's, they said movies. So there might be other people shooting as well. But crews are still shooting. But within these protocols... So you have to follow him or he's screwed, right? The insurance company won't insure him. The movie industry says we can't afford it. Shut it down. Never mind. All of it. So he's got, he's got a big right to be mad. I don't care. I'm on, I'm on his side. And if you, if you can't handle it, quit. Have a nice day. I'm not going to feel sorry for you that you have to, you know, Oh, I have to follow protocols and they made me wear a mask and stay six feet apart when we were just looking at a television screen for some of the day shoots. Oh, really? Was that too hard for you? I'm sorry, you little movie person. I'm on Tom's side, 100%. <laughs> talking about movies did we ever ever get to the 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 disney uh story i mean they had their big release and they talked about well we talked about i think harrison ford right uh reprising his indiana jones role (laughs) the next couple years indiana jones and the nursing home of doom i'm not sure what it's going to be but uh that should be fun but they disney announced that but they also announced that uh uh, starting march uh, you're gonna have to pay an extra buck for the streaming service. They better start creating some content. I'll tell you that. They said they're going to do 10 new Marvel movies, 10 Star Wars series, 30 series or features under Disney Animation and Pixar. Better be worth it, man. They're going to add more mature content from the likes of 21st Century Fox, ABC, and FX under the upcoming Star brand that uh, they just announced. They've got uh, 86.8 million subscribers now and they're going to raise the price starting in march so they want this to pay the bills right i mean they've laid off thirty thousand people plus uh they've lost billions of dollars due to the pandemic um i mean the mouse is uh the mouse is struggling for cheese and so if this is the only big block of cheese they've got they're going to use it as best they can they also said uh, that they're going to release next year, trying to um, do a simultaneous release streaming and theater premiere in March. 
sound familiar? HBO Max, Warner Brothers, you know, the movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to get in on that too. I don't know if it's going to be uh, uh, at the same time. Now, the last time they did that, right, you still had to pay extra. Where HBO Max and Warner Brothers is, they aren't paying extra. You just for the first thirty days, you can walk, go to the theater and watch it, or you watch it on HBO Max. But you're not paying extra. You're just paying for your streaming service payment, which is a good deal. I love that. So they better take some notes. They better take some real notes. And I see where Apple TV Plus is looking to almost get banned in Europe. (laughs) The Irish government said that streaming services must meet a quota of 30% European works to ensure the prominence of such content in their catalogs. Wow, all these streaming services are going to have to start doing exclusive European content. Good luck. God bless. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. All right. It's good to be back. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for subscribing. Appreciate it. Uh, I got some great email updates from uh, many of you and uh, many wishing me uh, best wishes and get well. And I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Those of you that emailed chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I, this email from Shane who said that, uh, he was, uh, listening, big fan and covering, and was, you know, concerned about the mass murder of minks in Denmark. And so he, his father who has uh, an office in Denmark, uh, he was talking to him about the minks murders. I'm bringing families together. That's what we do here at chewing the fat. I'm bringing families together. And so now his dad gets <laughs> his dad gets wondering, hey, what's going on with the minks? So he asked his co-workers who live in Denmark if they had any thoughts about it. According to the co-workers, animal rights advocates in Denmark have been calling for the end of the minks fur trade for years. So they've been trying to get after these minkers for a long time, these damn minkers, man. And so for some of the government higher-ups, this was it. So as soon as a mink came down with COVID-19, it is just, let's get rid of them, all of them. So when they started developing it, it was done, right? So apparently some minks made it out alive, but the industry will never be the same again. And that's what they wanted. So the logic was uh, mass murdering is going to stop the future killing. Hmm. It's weird how that, how that works. See, if we kill a bunch of people and a bunch of animals, then they'll just do what we want after we do that. Huh. Where have I heard that thought before? Anyway, that, that's, a, that's a little interesting update on the mink murders, <laughs> mink mass murders in Denmark. Good stuff. And then I want to thank Dylan uh, for his email, uh, hoping that, uh, uh, you know, I get feeling better soon. And, uh, you know, the family has a great Christmas, and I really appreciate it. And apparently he's moving. And while moving, he's using old newspapers to pack. And one of the newspapers (laughs) has a great ad. And it says that it made him laugh and think of uh, chewing the fat. And the ad is for a concert in 2002. That's some old newspapers, bro. Uh, In 2002 for Placido Domingo. And of course, I mean, what else do you think of but... Allow me to introduce myself. I am Placido Domingo. (laughs) That is awesome. Exactly. Now, I don't think, I'm not sure, it's possible. And looking at the picture of this 
Placido Domingo in 2002. I feel like when he did this... Allow me to introduce myself. I am Placido Domingo. It was before... It was before this particular concert. But good stuff and thank you. And I'm happy that I could bring a smile to your face. And your heart, of course. Especially while moving, because that is never fun. Um, Last week... I told you that I was invited to the U.S. Biostimulant Summit in 2021 for a discounted price, of course. Well, uh, during the time I was uh, when I was uh, laid up in my you know my lung event, small capital, small case letters, lung event, and uh, I found out that I was also uh, invited to the ACI's Biopesticides Europe 2021. Now that's going to be taking place in Brussels on June 9th and 10th of 2021. Now, I am excited. I'm happy to get the invitation to the Biopesticide Europe 2021. I don't know which one. I don't know. Maybe I go to both. I don't know. I mean, I can get the conference pass. It includes the documentation package. Uh, Just that is 470 euros. But for the entire thing, uh, that I can get it for six one thousand six hundred ninety five euros, and I mean that sounds. I mean, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot to me. I don't know if I'm going to go to both. Which one I'm going to choose? They both sound. I mean, riveting. Uh, the the U.S. Biostimulant Summit, and then uh, the Biopesticides Europe 2021. I mean, tell me that doesn't sound like some riveting stuff. I know. I know you can't. I also received another email from Reem Al-Hasimi, who apparently can't find anybody to help her. And she keeps emailing me that she's got $47,745,533 with a financial institution waiting for my instruction. And she's willing to give me uh, 30% of the total amount if I help her move it over. And I just, you know, I haven't done it yet. She remember, don't forget, remember Reem who uh, helped during the bidding exercise towards the Dubai World Expo 2020 committee. And as a woman serving as a minister, you know, they limit her personal income and investment level. That's why she reached out to me. But, uh, you know, I guess she hasn't had any anybody reach out to help her. So she keeps reaching out to me to help her. And I, I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to go. I mean, it is only 30% of 47745533 euros <laughs> so you know i really don't i don't want to care about that so much and i got an email talking about uh, mr everybody wants to be a jokester everybody wants to be a ha 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 um my man uh usmc i don't know if he's retired she could be a man could be a she i'm just assuming that it was a guy sorry i don't mean to do that sorry uh his uh, email was to me so you're saying they were in on the awards. Now we had the awards for the uh, sex in ba- for bad sex in fiction awards last week, and uh, his email to me was, uh, "They were out, then in, then out, in, out, in, out, then had a cigarette and said goodbye." I mean, everybody's a jokester, right? Everybody's a jokester. And I saw, and I saw that many of you saw the tweet from. Uh, Stu Brigier, he does some show on Blaze TV. I don't know what it's called. You can find it in you know, Stu's show or watch Stu or Hey Stu 
I'm here, watch me, something like, I can't remember the name of the show. It's on Blaze TV. Uh, he tweeted that he was hoping that I'll be back soon. Was he? Was he? But uh, he tweeted about my thoughts on this, uh, this the guidance from Pennsylvania, the safer sex and COVID-19. Well, we've talked about many of these guidance programs since the pandemic started. And this, I think, was released earlier in the year, actually. Um, I mean, many states were releasing their safer sex and COVID-19 <laughs> guideline as an important guideline to live by. And the specific one that he highlighted here were large gatherings are not safe during COVID-19. But if you attend a large gathering where you might end up having sex, below are tips to reduce your risk of spreading or getting COVID-19 through sex. What I mean, that's, that's good advice. And how many times you show up at your neighbor's house and it's like, are we having sex tonight or are we just having dinner? I mean, <laughs> so according to them, you're supposed to limit the number of partners, try to identify a consistent sex partner. And that's tough to do if you're having a big sex party because you might want to, you know, you, you see one and you're like, oh no, I don't want to go back to that one. Wear a face covering, avoid kissing, do not touch your eyes, nose, or mouth with unwashed hands. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, wash your hands with soap and water often, uh, you know, before and after sex. Uh, yeah, every time? That's a lot to ask. But, you know, okay, follow the guidelines, follow the guidelines. If you usually meet sex partners online, consider taking a break from in-person dates. Video dates, sexting, subscription-based fan platforms, or chat rooms may be options for you. Yes, they may be options, but it isn't the same thing. I think we can all agree on that. Avoid kissing. We already said that. You can pass the virus. Shut up. We're, a, we're not face covering or mask. Unless you're wearing your, you know, special kitty mask. Um, not that I like that. I didn't say that. I was just saying, you know, you might wear it. You might have a little tiger mask or some kind of, you know, kind of other face covering that you put over your face during your sex. Uh, and hey, skip this. If you're not feeling well, skip sex. Now, I got news for you. Many people skip sex by saying they're not feeling well, whether it's true or not. So that's a good excuse, even outside of the pandemic. Hey, want to have sex? Oh, ooh, I'm not really feeling well right now. And, uh, man, I'd like to. I would like to, but whew, look at the time. 